بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ولي الصالحين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله it's good to visit our brothers and those who are listening uh, in the sister section, the, the daughters of our brothers and their sisters. What a blessing it is really to travel for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to visit your Muslim brothers and sisters for the sake of Allah. It's a blessing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this journey journey rewardful, rewarding, and likewise make it sincere from the time that we set out from our homes to the time that we return back to our homes to make us sincere that we only seek the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. Alhamdulillah, it's good to see that there are young faces that are learning the deen of Allah, that are learning the Quran, that are learning the Arabic language, that are learning to, to know who they are, their identity. Which is the most important thing in your life is who you are. Everybody has an identity. And who you are is important. Don't be a follower, but be a leader. A leader, an example, a guide to others. You'll be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only the things that you do, but the things that you show others to do. Of that which is good. In the society, it's not very easy out there. It's quite difficult. As you grow up, there are many obstacles and many challenges in the world. And so as you grow up, the thing that will remain with you is your faith. That which you hold dear to your heart, your faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So inshallah, this is a short reminder and then we'll move on to inshallah a Q&A interactive session. Because I know when you're young, you're, if you like... Your uh, concentration span is not that is not that easy. So, as children, we require examples, we require stories and parables or things to learn, morals that we can learn and take with us. So I'll start, inshallah, with the hadith whereby the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said to Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, his cousin, his young cousin. And he said to him, Ya Ghulam, inni u'allimuka kalimat. Oh young boy, let me teach you some words of advice. If you care for somebody, you advise them. So of course here, Rasulullah sallallahu is caring for his young cousin. Oh young boy, let me teach you some words of advice. Guard Allah's duties and Allah will guard you. So I'm going to ask, what are the duties of Allah that we must guard? Put your hand up. Let's see what the duties of Allah are. What are the duties of Allah that we must guard? The Prophet said, Ihfadillah, Ya'fad. Guard Allah's duties, yes? Sorry? To pray to Allah is one of the duties. And that is to pray five times a day. Every Muslim, Allah commanded us to pray five times a day. Does it take long? It doesn't take long. But also you shouldn't make it short. You should pray a prayer where you remember Allah. <coughs> it shouldn't be a prayer where you just say, Allahu Akbar, Salaamu Alaikum, Salaamu Alaikum. You finish within a few minutes. No. It should be a prayer where you remember Allah. Allah said, Waladikrullahi Akbar. The remembrance of Allah is the greatest. So you pray to Allah and you face the Qibla and you say, Allahu Akbar. And it's one of the greatest ways of guarding the duties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Salah, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed, Salawatul Khams. كَتَبَهُنَّ اللَّهُ فِي يَوْمٍ وَلَيْلَةِ In a day and night, Allah has prescribed, He has obligated us to pray 
five times a day. And it starts with the first prayer. What is the first prayer? Yes? No? The first prayer? Fajr. You pray Salatul Fajr. You wake up in the morning and you're tired. You're very tired and your eyes are sleepy. And your, your parents wake you up. Some of you, you cover yourself even more with a, with a pillow or the blanket and you want to sleep longer. But this is the great, one of the greatest prayers of the day. The Fajr prayer. Allah swore by Fajr. He said, Wal Fajr. Swore by the Fajr first of all and then the ten nights of the Hijjah. Wal Fajr. Fajr prayer. Allah swore by it. Allah doesn't swear by any prayer or anything except to show how great it is. Wal Fajr. So get it up for that Fajr prayer. The strong believer is he who gets up for that prayer. The weak believer is he who gets up lazily. He's lazy. He gets up grudgingly. But the strong believer is he gets up easy. He gets up with energy. Because he knows that this is commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he knows this will get me to Jannah. How about if you find somebody who's very strong? MashaAllah, he can pick up 100 kilos, 200 kilos. I don't know what it is at the gym nowadays. But, yani, depending on how big the person is, they pick up a lot of weights. Isn't that right? They go to the gym and you see them pushing up, down, up. MashaAllah, strong. But he can't even pick up his blanket to get up for Fajr. Is he strong? No, no he's not. He's weak. He's miskeen. It's a person, mashallah, in the gym is picking it up and he's showing his muscles, his triceps, and he's showing all how strong he is. But when he comes to Fajr, he can't even pick up his blanket. <laughs> can you pick up your blanket? Yes. Allahu Akbar. You can pick up your blanket. Why? Because at that time, you know, the strong believer is better than the weak one. Al-Mu'minul Qawi. Khayrun wa ahabbu Allah. All of them is good because they're believers. But the strong one is, is better. It's better because he gets up and he gets up to the ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One time the Rasul sallallahu he was on a journey and the sun, subhanallah, that night was tired. And he got up, the sun had shone on his head, meaning he got up after sunrise. But look how the Rasul Sassam got up. Concerned that the prayer time had gone. Because the prayer for Fajr is up till the sun rises. So he got up concerned. And the word used is Faz'an. He got up with concern. And he established the prayer straight away. Some people when they get up, on the other hand, they get up and they're not concerned, even if it's close to sunrise. The Prophet ﷺ said, when the sun rises, it rises between the horns of shaitan. We cannot see it, but this is what we believe and this is the reality. So we get up before sunrise. And we get up. What do we do first? Go and have breakfast? Weetabix? No. No. What do we go? Have Cocoa Pops? No. no. What do we have? Rice Krispies? No. no. What do we do first? We pray Fajr, but before Fajr, what do we do? Wudu. Wudu. Allahu Akbar. You know how great the Wudu is? The Wudu is how the Messenger Sallallahu will recognize you on your Malqiyama. He will recognize the marks of Wudu on your limbs. And you say, Ummati, Ummati. That's why when you come to do Wudu, do it properly and do it correctly. Wouldn't you like Rasulullah Sallallahu to see you on the Day of Judgment? And recognize you. Wouldn't you like that? So that you can be with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, drinking from the hold, this pool, which will be the pool laid out, the pool of uh, in Jannah of Rasulullah, which Allah will bless him with. That if you drink from this pool, you'll never feel thirsty again. You'll never feel thirsty again.
if you drink from this pool, this hawl, pool of water, which is sweet, and which is, which will never make you thirsty again if you drink from it. So here, those who will come to the pool will be recognized because of the marks of wudu. When they did the wudu, they did it properly. When they started, they say, Bismillah. Bismillah. And they start by washing the hands. Three times, or twice, or once, is allowed. And then they start putting the water in their mouth and in their nostrils, and then they blow out. And then they wash their faces from the top of their, where the hair's forehead, forehead where the hair begins, till their, the end of their chin, and they are washing their faces once, twice, or three times, and three times is better. Can you do more than three? No, you're not allowed to do more than three. The sunnah is that which is best. Don't do that which we are not allowed to do. Do, more, do, do once, twice or thrice. And washing your arms from the tips of your fingers to your elbows and including your elbows. So not here. Including. What about here? No, that's not your elbows, that's your shoulders. So, up to and including two. Are your hands included again? Yeah. Yes. From the tip of your hands. Why? Because the first time you wash your hands, that's sunnah. But this time is fart. This time is an obligation to wash from the tips of your fingers all the way down to the, to the elbows and including the elbows and between the fingers. And then passing water from the top of your forehead. Yani, where the hair begins right down to the back and then to finish off with wiping the ears and then the the feet some children when they come to do wudu they just put their feet inside the water like this is that, is that enough? No. you should use your hands and make sure the water has re reaches every part of the foot including the ankles so now you come to the prayer you come to the prayer lazily or with energy, energy. with energy with iman and you come to the salah and you walk to the masjid each step you take what happens each step you take to come to the masjid what happens Allah forgives you a sin and Allah raises you a degree you come into the masjid, Allahu Akbar. Allah forgives you a sin and raises you a degree. You come into the masjid. Subhanallah. And in the night, the dark, you ask Allah for light. Oh Allah, Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura, wa fi sam'i nura, wa fi basari nura, wa amami nura, wa min khalfi nura, wa an yamini nura, wa an shimani nura, wa min fawqi nura, wa min tahti nura, Allahumma a'atini nura. You're asking Allah for light. You're in darkness and you're asking Allah for light. For guidance from all directions. So when shaitan comes to the right of you, to the left of you, above you, to the when shaitan comes, he's not able to reach you. Because Allah has protected you with the guidance. Allahu Akbar. He's not able to overcome you. Because shaitan has no sultan, has no authority over, over who? Over the believers. The people of Tawheed and Sunnah. What does Tawheed mean? Yes? To worship Allah alone. What does that mean when I come to the prayer? And I say, Allah Akbar. What does that mean? Yes, yes? This prayer, who is it for? It's for Allah. Allahu Akbar. Nothing else matters. The whole world can shake. Mountains can move. Nothing else matters. Except that I finish this prayer. I remember many years ago, many, many years ago, <laughs> in, my, in my days, I was in a classroom, because, you know, in the winter, the prayer time is very short. So it was Maghrib. I didn't want to miss Maghrib. So I said, Allah Akbar, in an empty classroom. 
There was no one around. It's quiet. Alhamdulillah. Qibla. Wudu. Allahu Akbar. The place is clean. Allahu Akbar. And then I began to do the prayer. <laughs> A teacher came. He came to the classroom. Now I'm facing Allah. I'm yani, in that najwa baini wa bain Allah that I'm calling upon Allah and the teacher now is coming. Excuse me, sir, can you leave the classroom? What am I going to do? What do you do? What do you do in this situation? Finish your prayer or, or leave? Finish your prayer. No mountains have, sh uh, have shook or have shaken. No. No wind, no tornado, no rain has fallen, no house has fallen. Allah. He said, when he said that to me, and he said, you have to leave, sir, we have a classroom. What did I say? Allahu Akbar. <laughs> and I went down to Rukur. And he repeated, excuse me, sir, we have a lesson here. And now you can hear the class coming. All the students come in and they're waiting to get into the classroom. And he said to me, excuse me, sir, I have a class. What did, what did I say? Sami Allahu liman hamidah. I finished my prayer. I'm, because this is, this is what's the most important thing to me. People looking outside through the window. What's he doing? Oh, subhanallah. Inshallah, this is da'wah for them. And then, <laughs> then he said, he said to me, excuse me, we have a classroom. We have a class now in this classroom. So what did I do now after the Sami Allah Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. I went down to sujood with happiness. Forehead and my nose on the ground. My two palms on the ground, my knees on the ground, and my feet close together on the ground. Seven limbs on the ground. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. On the ground. That's part of it. This. Excuse me, sir, we have a class. <laughs> what did I say? Allahu Akbar. Allah, Allah is greatest. Allah is greatest. And I explained to the teacher afterwards. I'm in, a, I'm, in, I'm in prayer. And prayer, no one can come between me and my Lord. This is the deen of Allah. This is our faith. This is our identity. This is who we are. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. With Islam. In the deen in the light, Islam. The, the religion that is accepted with Allah is Al-Islam. This is what he came with. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messengers with. Allah said Nuh alayhi salatu salam with Al-Islam. Allah said Ibrahim, Abraham alayhi salatu salam with Al-Islam. Allah said Jesus, Isa ibn Maryam with Al-Islam. All of them submitted to Allah. And he sent the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the last of the messengers with Islam. Alhamdulillah. For Islam and the sunnah, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So when I finished, I explained to the teacher. And it was da'wah for him. May Allah guide them. Naam. Because what we want is that all the people become Muslim. Isn't that right? Yeah. Not like what happened yesterday. Somebody goes around and he starts killing people. You heard about that? No. no. Starts killing people in the streets. Is that Islam? No, that's not Islam. Islam is to call the people to Islam with guidance, with good manners, with beautiful preaching, with kindness, with generosity. The Rasul was the most generous of people. Even more generous in Ramadan. That's what Islam is. Is that you share and that you're kind. To your neighbors, whether they are Muslim or, or not Muslim. That you show them the beauty of Islam. The Rasul said, For Allah to guide through you, one person is better for you 
Then the red sheep come. I'll give you another story. I'll give you another story. When I was in Jeddah, again many years ago, and I was te I now became a teacher, so I was teaching in a school. At the beginning of my, if you like, career or early days, and Subhanallah, at that time, entering this school, I was in an apartment teaching, and there were other people teaching who were not Muslim. And one of them, he ended up being mine, if you like, flatmate. You have your own room, he has his room, and he was a Christian. He was a Christian, and he tried to make me a Christian. So every day he's talking to me about Jesus Christ, how great he is. And I said to him, yes, Jesus Christ was great. We believe he was a great messenger. And we love Isa ibn Maryam. But we don't say he's the son of God. Allah does not have a son. Lam yalid, walam yulad. No son does he have. Neither does he beget, nor is he begotten. Nor is he born. No son he has, nor is he born. So I'm giving him dawah. Then go around killing innocent people. No. Give him dawah. After two or three months, this gentleman, do you know what he said? He said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. He became a Muslim. Alhamd. After three months of dawah, he's trying to make me a Christian and I'm giving him dawah about Islam. Then he realized that Islam is, is the truth. And he became a Muslim. And subhanallah, he was there at Fajr, and he was there at Dhuhr, and he was there at Asr, and he was there at Maghrib, and he was there at Isha, praying to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. That is what Islam is. Calling the people with mercy to their guidance, to take them out of darkness into light, to take them out of oppression into justice. Islam is justice. Islam is mercy. And Islam is growing worldwide. It's the fastest growing way of life in the whole world. It's the fastest growing religion. And it's not a religion like you have religions once a week. Nor is it a religion where you can pick and choose. Islam is al-istislam. Lillahi bit-tawheed. Submission to Allah upon tawheed. And to comply with obedience to Allah and His Messenger We have five daily prayers. We mentioned Fajr. What's after Fajr? Yes. Dhur. Salat al -Dhur. And after Dhur. And uh, what's so special about Salat al-Asr? And all of the prayers are special. Anything about Asr that is mentioned? Is it like Fajr? Did Allah swear by Al-Asr like He swore by Al-Fajr? Did Allah swear by Al-Asr? Did He? Yes. Do you know the Surah? Yes. Say, read it. What's the verse, first line? Wal-Asr. Allah swore by Al-Asr. So it must be important, yes? It must be important because He swore by it. All the prayers are important. Allah said, Hafidu ala salawati wa salati wusta. But here I specify the middle prayer. And some scholars say, it is Salatul Asr. Why the significance? Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specified these two, two verses, two prayers, Al Asr and Fajr? Does anybody know why? All the prayers are important. The angels. They witness these two prayers. The angels of the day and the angels of the night. They alternate at this time. As Sheikh Abad mentioned, they alternate at this time. The angels of the day that recorded what, they, what you did in the day, Asr, they change with the angels of the night to record what you're going to do at night. So what you do, Allah knows all that you do. There are angels, kiram and katibin. So if you accidentally do something wrong in the house, if something happens in the house, your mother 
or your father put their special cake that they're looking forward to have after Isha with <laughs> with a cup of tea and you secretly walked into the kitchen nobody's looking and you opened the cupboard and you found it what did you do you took it out of the cupboard and you went into the corner and what did you do you gobbled it up I'm uh, not just 80 you gobbled it up and then when your mother or your father came into the room came into the kitchen and they said to you where's that cake and you just looking innocently <laughs> looking out the window Allah knows best huh or do you tell the truth but they may hit you or they may discipline you and say you're not going to get any more cake again would you still tell the truth yes. why because the punishment that you get is that you get on earth is is not is it's not worse than the one that the one that you get from Allah Allah Akbar. what's your name Faiz. because what's your name Faiz. inshallah min al-Faizin you are from the Faizin inshallah from the successful ones inshallah you can take this as a gift as you get older you start reading it inshallah or give it to someone in your family yes the punishment in this dunya is not like the punishment in the akhirah the punishment in the hereafter is is worse so you tell the truth and you know the more you tell the truth the more you do good deeds because the Prophet said in the Huh? He said that in the he said indeed speak the truth because, because he says upon you is truthfulness to be truthful don't lie because truthfulness helps you do good deeds helps you do good things and it leads you to Jannah be careful of lying because lying it guides you to doing bad things and bad evil things will make you enter the hellfire or lead you to the hellfire so being truthful you tell your parents yes I did it but some children say it wasn't me I didn't do it they think they're clever but the one who lies always gets caught always gets caught before that but it gets caught out it gets caught out as for the one yani, who's truthful then alhamdulillah he's concerned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him he's concerned that the angels are writing. writing we don't know how but the angels are writing down kiraman katibin ya'lamuna ma taf'alun those angels they don't fall short they don't get tired they write down everything that you do so you know that those angels those angels have, have been created from light and they've been created to fulfill Allah's commandments so after you finish asr what's after asr maghrib maghrib prayer which is short so it's you know, you try and pray before it goes. What's after Maghrib? Aisha. 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 If you knew, the Prophet said, if you knew what is in the Aisha prayer and the Fajr prayer in Jama'ah, you come crawling. You come crawling. I asked my, one time I gave a khutbah and my, one of my children, one of my daughters, young at that time I said what was the khutbah about she said it was about, it was about creepy crawlies she was it was about creepy crawlies I said where, where do you think she got that from huh she, she under she misunderstood the hadith so pay attention pay attention we're not talking about creepy crawlies okay because my daughter misunderstood she said no no we didn't talk about creepy crawlies we talked about if you knew how great that prayer is the Fajr and the Isha in the masjid, you'll come crawling. You will come crawling. Okay? So, subhanAllah, 
Sometimes the children's life, uh, concentration span is, is not that much. But anyway, let's continue. After Isha is what? Yes. Fajr. But there is a prayer before that, which is not obligatory, but it is good to pray it. Yes. Sunnah, you pray Sunnah? Yes, uh, each prayer has its Sunnah. But there's a prayer that before you sleep, you can pray one rak'ah, three rak'ahs, five rak'ahs, yes? No? Witter prayer! Witter means, what does witter mean? In Arabic, what does witter mean? Witter means? Huh? How many rak'ahs I said? One, three, five. What does that mean? What, what is that? You do mathematics? Odd numbers. Odd numbers. So which is? Odd. odd. Yeah, I need the odd number. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the witr. He loves it. So you pray the witr before you sleep, even if it's one rak'ah. Or you pray three rak'ahs of witr before you sleep. But when you're getting up for fajr, what two surahs do you recite in the sunnah of fajr prayer? The sunnah of fajr. What two surahs do you recite? You remember? Yes. Fatiha. Yes, it's surah you recite. But what are the other two surahs? In the first rak'ah and in the second rak'ah. So you're praying the sunnah of fajr. What do you pray? Yeah. Qul ya Qul ya kafirun. And in the second rak'ah? You begin your day like that. Yeah? is all about ibadah. Worship for Allah alone. And you affirm Allah's beautiful names and attributes. And these two surahs, you mention them in the witr prayer as well. So you end your day with that as well. Worshiping Allah alone. And affirming or testifying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has beautiful names and attributes. What do you say when you go to sleep? What do you say when you go to sleep? Yes. Bismika Allahumma amutu wa ahya. In your name Allah, I live and I die. I die and I live. Yani? Because when you sleep, what happens to your soul? It gets taken away. It gets taken away. Uh, and it's brought back when you... When you wake up. So what do you say when you wake up then? Yes? You say good morning. Huh? Cup of tea. See where's my cereal. Huh? Where's my breakfast? What do you say? Alhamdulillah alladhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur. All praise is due to Allah who gave us life after death. And to Him is the return. We're going to return to Allah, each and every one of us. We go back to Allah, He's going to tell us all that we did. So we have to prepare for that day. We have to prepare by being good to your parents, fulfilling the rights of Allah and the rights of your parents, being kind to them, not stealing from them, not taking their favorite... Huh? Cake from the cupboard. And also by being patient. By being patient. When you don't find food, what happens? Wait. If you don't find food in the house, say one day, your father came late last night, your mother came late, whatever. There's no food in the house. Because they got occupied, something happened. There's no food in the house in the morning. Do you scream? Do you shout? Do you complain? No. What do you say? What do you say? No food in the house. Let's look at this side. Let's look at the children on this side. There's no food in the house. What are you going to do? Wait. You wait? Yes, what are you going to do? Where's the children? Come on. Yes, what are you going to do? There's no food in the house. The more they didn't do shopping last night because they got busy. They had to go to hospital or something. Something happened. It happens. It could happen. One day, mashallah, 364 days a year you got food. One day you didn't have food because of something that happened. Yes, we can do. Make your own. No, but not, they didn't do shopping. What are you going to do? Be patient. Be patient. Yes. 
Say Alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar. And think of those who don't have food. There are many people in the world who live on one pound a day as a whole family. Did you know that? One pound a day. And you're waiting for your pocket money in the morning. Your family, they don't have change. And you, huh? you start crying because you don't have your pound. Or you don't have your cake. Or your croissant. Huh? Or your sandwich. You don't have that. And so you get upset. You don't have your pat lunch. We should think of those who don't have. Don't look at those who are better than you. In the dunya, look at those who are less than you, lower than you in the dunya. Be patient. Because there are people around the world, every day is a war situation. Every day, maybe they lose their member of their family. Every day is a difficult day. Every day is a hard day. And for you and me, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us plenty. Allah has given us much. Look at the clothes that Allah has given us. That we wear clothes. And we have shelter. And we go home. We have a family. How many things that Allah has given us? What else has Allah given us? What else has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with? So many blessings. Yes. Yes. What did Allah give us? Apart from the things I mentioned. Yes. The best thing He has given us is Islam. Alhamdulillah. You know who you are. Alhamdulillah. You praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You wake up in the morning. You know who you are. And you say, Alhamdulillah. You look in the mirror. You say, Alhamdulillah. Allah made me like this. Alhamdulillah. You're not complacent. You don't say why, why this and why that. You say Alhamdulillah. And you thank Allah because there are others who don't have what you, what you have. So we've gone through the five prayers. What about the beliefs, the six beliefs? The six beliefs. Who knows the six beliefs? We believe in, first of all, Allah. What does Allah mean? Yes. What is Allah? That one true God who deserves to be worshipped. Allah. Ibn Abbas said, Dhul-Uluhiyyah, the one who deserves to be worshipped. That is the name Allah. So you are Abdullah. All of you are Abdullah. Are you Abdullah? What's your name? Huh? Your name is actually Abdullah. <laughs> What's... What's your name? Ayman. Are you Abdullah or Ayman? You know Abdullah? But all of us are Abdullah. All of us are Abdullah. Are you Abdullah? Yes. Now you say Abdullah. Yes, you're Abdullah and you're Ayman. What's your name? Ah, sorry? Mutqal? Are you Abdullah? Yes. So you're Abdullah as well. What's your name? My phone? And where's Abdullah? It's you. <laughs> Good. MashaAllah, he picked it up quick. That's supposed to be a trick question. But he picked it up very quick. He said, here, I'm Abdullah. Good. So if, what does Abdullah mean? Yes? Slave of Allah. You're not a slave of man. You're not a slave of creation. You're not a slave of animals. You're not a slave of the... Of the Huh? Of the pound, or the sterling, or the dollar. You're a slave of Allah, not of the dunya. Naam. What about for the, for the girls? Are they Abdullah as well? No. What are the girls called then? If, they, if we are Abdul, Ibadullah, what about the girls? What are they called? They are also slaves of Allah, but... What's the female version or the feminine of Abdullah? What did you say? Abdullah. No, Abdullah is a man. You can't have a girl called Abdullah. <laughs> have you ever seen a girl called Abdullah? No. No, no Abdullah. So what, what's the girl called then? If she's a slave of Allah? Amina? Amina? Maybe she's Amina as well. Anyone? 
Abdullahi. Abdullahi. Yani. Abdullahi. Yani Abdullah is for ma for the boy and Abdullahi for the girl. No, no. Anyone else wants the feminine of Abdullah? Feminine of yes. Amatullah, Allahu Akbar. Amatullah. You Abdullah and she's? Amatullah. The slave of Allah. Naam. This is called gender equality. <laughs> Especially nowadays. Gender equality. Yeah? What you, for the girls, for the boys, I swear you have to mention for the girls. Naam. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and forgive us our shortcomings. Any questions? Yes. Yes. Ah. Are you allowed to just recite one ayah for your second surah in the prayer? The answer is yes. And you can recite Ayatul Kursi. Who knows Ayatul Kursi? MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Who knows Ayatul Kursi? Excellent. You know Ayatul Kursi? You know Ayatul Kursi? Come, come here then. Let's, let's hear Ayatul Kursi. Allahu Akbar. Yalla, recite Ayatul Kursi. First of all, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذوا سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذن يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يهدون من شيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسيقصي السماوات والأرض ولا يهد الزحمة وهو علي العظيم. ما شاء الله تبارك الله ولا يهد حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم. This is your gift. ما شاء الله تبارك الله. Excellent. لا يحفظك. ما شاء الله. آية الكرسي. Why is so important to recite آية الكرسي? What's so important about آية الكرسي? What's important about آية الكرسي? Yes. Ayatul Kursi in Surah Al-Baqarah is not the last two verses, but it is important for us to recite Ayatul Kursi, mashallah. Yes? It's the most powerful ayah in the whole Quran. What's your name? Amr, mashallah. So Ayatul Kursi, why is it so powerful? Why is it, why is it that we should say it regularly? If the magician was flying on a carpet, if you recite it, he will fall down. No doubt they cannot overcome Baqarah. They cannot overcome Baqarah. Maybe more than that will happen to him. Yes? It protects you from the It protects you from the devils. Can you hear your shaitan when he speaks to you? When he whispers to you? No. He's there. When you fight with your brother or your sister, he's whispering to you. You may be able not to hear shaitan audibly, but the whispers are there. Who can sense the whispers? Well, well, you can sense it because shaitan wants us to do it. And then exactly. Shaitan wants you to do it. Go on, hit him. Huh? Are you going to hit him? Go on, do haram. Are you going to do haram? What do you do? What do you say? Yes. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. And you recite Ayatul Kursi because he doesn't like Ayatul Kursi. Ayatul Kursi is all about Allah. It's all about the Allah and it's the greatest verse. And shaytan, shaytan knows the Ayatul Kursi is the greatest verse. He knows it. And he doesn't want you to recite it. 
The Rasul advised us to recite after every prayer Ayatul Kursi. When we sleep, Ayatul Kursi. And to protect yourself when you sleep, also do wudu. And sleep with wudu. Do you know what happens when you sleep with wudu? An angel is placed to protect you until the morning. Imagine that. Is that better than the lock on the door or not? It's better than the lock, isn't it? Better than the lock for the burglar. There's an angel protecting you. And we have yaqeen that Allah places an angel protecting us because we recited ayat al-kursi before we slept. And wallahi, you can try it. When you're angry, saying, A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim will keep shaitan away. Reading ayat al-kursi will keep shaitan away. The whispers, they go and disappear. And there are many stories of those who were try who whom shaitan tried to harm, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them with ayat al-kursi. So keep it with you all the time. To protect yourself from the shaitan who wants you to be in the hellfire with him. What makes shaitan cry? Let's get somebody else. Let's make, what makes shaitan cry on this side? Yes. What makes shaitan cry? Yes, you, you, yes. What's your name? What's your name? Come on, big boy. What's your name, mashallah? What makes shaitan cry? Yes? What makes shaitan cry? You know? You know what makes shaitan cry? What makes shaitan cry? Yes. Yes. The dua. The dua. Which dua? You have a special dua. What makes shaitan cry? I don't know. A dua, maybe. I don't know. I don't know proof of that, but uh, yes. Hmm. From the hadith that we know, is that when you do sujood, when you put your head on the ground and you sujood, and shaitan cries, and he says, "I have been commanded to prostrate." But I did not prostrate. And you have been commanded, Adam has been commanded to prostrate, and here he's prostrating. The son of Adam prostrating. So prostrating is a, is a beautiful act of worship. Doing sujood to Allah is beautiful. The best salah is a salah that you enjoy. Not a salah that you come lazily. You just want to get it over and done with so you can play on your game. Huh? When Salah time comes, you go to the prayer, you stand up, and you advise everybody, let's go for the prayer, and establish the Salah, and enjoy it. Wallahi, that will help you in your Mulqiyama. That will help you in your Akhirah. And it will help you in your life, that you love the Salah, that you enjoy the Salah. Arihna biha ya Bilal. The Prophet said, make it easy for us, O Bilal. Yani, begin the prayer. By doing the iqama, because we want to enjoy it. And when you come to the prayer, how do you recite? Fast? Alhamdulillah, like that? No. How do you recite? When you come to the prayer? Slowly with khushu. With khushu. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. All praises due to Allah, the Lord of all of creation. He created you and me, everything. That you see and that which you don't see. Alhamdulillah. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim is the most merciful, the most kind. He gave you food on the table. He gives you a house. He gives you clothes. But not only that, he gave you Islam. And he made you recognize that this is the best thing in your life. Your salah, your ibadah. Maliki Yawmiddin. Who owns all of this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sun. Who owns the sun? Allah. And the moon? Allah. And the stars? Allah. And the planets? Allah. And the oceans? Allah. And the seas? Allah. And the fish? Allah. And the birds? Allah. And the animals on the land? Allah. The four-legged ones? Allah. The two-legged ones? Allah. Allah. There isn't any creature upon the earth except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for it. 
Fala bima la I swear that which you see and that which you don't see. There's many things that we haven't seen. What haven't we seen? We haven't seen Allah. We believe in Him. Because when we see how great His creation is and how great the whole universe is, then we believe, no doubt, this didn't come from no one. This didn't just come out. Like they say, it came out of ch chance. It came by chance, just like that. No. What if I, what if I took your cake, and I said to you, I took it by chance, or it just made made itself. Imagine you go home, and the cake that is in front in your front uh, uh, table, it made itself. The milk starts going in, the eggs start beating, and then the flour goes, and then it heats up, and then mashallah is there. The cake made itself. No, it didn't make itself. The milk, you open the fridge, the milk is there. Huh? Or you open the front door, do they still do milk deliveries nowadays? Yeah. I don't know if they still do that, but that was in my days. You open the front door, you have, a, you have milk there. Just came from the sky? Just like that? Just came from nowhere? With a glass bottle? Where did it come from? Allah. Allah, but you see, through that process, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us that this came from the farm, the farm, uh, the cow was milked for the milk to come out but who made the cow in the first place? Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there's many things you haven't seen what else haven't you seen? Dajjal. you haven't seen Dajjal it will come yes what else haven't you seen? Jannah. you haven't seen Jannah but we believe in it Allah's messenger said that Allah said أَعْدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِ مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُدْنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ فِي قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ مِنْكُمْ I have prepared for my slave no, what no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no, ear, no heart has even contemplated how beautiful Jannah is. Jannah ardu has samawati wal art. Wa uzlifatil jannah to the muttaqina gaira ba'id. Hada ma tu'aduna li kulli awwabin hafiz. That brings us back to the hadith. This Jannah, Allah has prepared it for who? For the one who's awwab, who turns to Allah and asks for forgiveness. For the bad deeds. Hafid, the one who protects his deen. Ihfadillah salam. It will be said to you, enter it with salam, with security. They will have anything that they want in it. Of good things, it's all in paradise. وَلَدَيْنَا مَزِيدٍ And Allah will give you extra. That is seen. The believers will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and our families. May Allah give us good, pious children. Good families. Protect our parents. Make dua for your parents in your sujood. Make dua for them. Thank Allah that He give you parents that feed you and clothe you and help you. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the blessings. For the more you thank Allah, the more He gives you more. Or the increase He gives you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and forgive us our shortcomings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this community and this school in Manchester. This school which alhamdulillah spends, they spend their time and effort. And I know in the background a lot goes into helping you to know who you are. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that from them. Make us all of us sincere until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quli qawli ahada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fa astaghfirullah wa lakum fa astaghfirullah.